Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for taking a seat at the table tonight. I have Kim McIsaac. Hello. Jen Dan. Hi, everyone. Jamie Ramos. Hello. And Tabitha Cabrera. Hello. And I'm Rachel Flanagan. Today, we have stories from dads. We are continuing our life hack series. And in this episode, you'll hear from several dads and how they sort of get through and how they found their path. Jeremy Morgan. My son Jaden is my hero. And I was so lucky when I was chosen to be his father. From the moment he was born, our bond was established. Jaden was diagnosed with autism at two years and four months then epilepsy a month later. It was a roller coaster for a few years, but my son handled every challenge with so much courage. Jaden is the strongest and most resilient person I have ever known. After serving 20 years in the Navy, that is a true testament to his strength. In most special needs families that I know, the mother plays the role of the child's person. They are the safe place, the safe space, and share a deep connection most don't understand. However, in our family, that is not the case. I have the pleasure of being Jaden's person. Most days, it is a full-time job that requires endless amounts of patience. It is a huge responsibility to have the pressure of being such a critical part of his daily needs. Some nights I am not home, he will stay up fighting sleep until he sees me. And then I witness his anxiety physically slip away the moment our eyes meet. When I was in the Navy, it was challenging when I would receive orders to travel and have to be away from my family. It was difficult for me. It was difficult for my wife, but it was hardest on Jaden. He would continuously adapt and overcome during my days away, however. Now that I'm retired from the Navy and I am blessed not to worry about being sent away at a moment's notice from the boy whose whole world seems to revolve around me while he continues to light up my world. The bond we share is like nothing I have ever experienced. I can tell you his needs from the look in his eyes. He inspires me to work harder in everything I do as I witness the work he puts in on a daily basis to adapt and live in a world that was not designed for him. Jaden's epilepsy landed him in the hospital quite a bit between the ages of two and six, and no matter the circumstances, he always had a smile on his face that stole the heart of every member of the hospital staff that supported him. Since he would insist, I stayed overnight by physically not letting me leave him when he was in the hospital. Our bond only grew stronger. Today, we are pretty much inseparable. He is the first person I see when I wake up in the morning as he always finds a way by my side every night to cuddle and sleep next to me. Every morning I'm reminded of how lucky I am to have such a strong bond with a person who has taught me the definition of true unconditional love. He is my little Jaden and he is my boy. Jeremy is the dad behind the blog Beyond Autism, Jaden and Jackson's Journey, written by his wife Kirby Morgan. Jeremy has worn many hats during his career in the Navy and now continues to support veterans as a loan officer for Veterans United. His favorite job that he's ever had is being a dad to his three children, Kayla, Jaden, and Jackson, in beautiful Southern California. Jamel Owens. 
Good morning, everybody. My name is Jamel Owens, and I am the host and creator of the podcast, The Awesome Show, which is now on online television on RVN Television Network. You can catch me every Monday and Friday, 9 a.m. on www.rvntelevision.com. So let's get to the topic at hand. First off, I want to give my condolences and regrets to all those who were lost recently and in the past for the mass shootings. It's a terrible thing. My love and respect are to each one of you guys. And it doesn't really just affect what I represent, which is the black and brown community. It affects us all. Respect to every single one of you. My relationship with my son, Shane. Shane is a 14-year-old autistic or what I like to say, awesome boy who was about to go into high school. Wow, crazy times. I could just remember the days where he was just so little and so fragile, but his heart was so big to the world and I, I was just so scared because I wasn't a man myself to realize the love that he was given to me. Our relationship is uncanny and the reason why I say it's uncanny is because he believed in me from the start. We grew up together. And I know you hear that phrase a lot from younger single mothers who are raising their children by themselves, but we really did. Where I thought I was a man in a specific point in time in my early 20s, I really wasn't. See, Shane developed my heart to become open again. In a world where a lot of hurt and pain has caused us to overshadow our hearts callousness of of all these things to us Shane opened my heart because he made me realize the beauty and just loving other people just wanting the best for another individual whether you know them or not showing true affection I couldn't piece the puzzle together but myself being a individual that was born with a physical disability I remember my mom advocating for me consistently every single day. And the pieces didn't start to fall in line until that one moment, that one particular moment when I started to see my son in a whole new life and why the reason he was here in my life. Why did I have this child that is awesome, that is on the autism spectrum? Why me? It's because I had a purpose that was long dealt to me before I even existed. It was for me to be an advocate for those who are just like me, who are those who are just like my son, for men of, of children on the spectrum to pour into them, to lift them up. But most importantly, it was for me to change my heart, not to be another person out here that is cold and hurt. Shane, he taught that. He taught me patience. He taught me resilience. He taught me confidence. Things that you'd be like, hey, wait a second, Jay. You're about 40 years old. You should have already had this. Look at everything that you've done. You're a volunteer firefighter. You were ex-corrections. You did everything that you wanted to do. But yet, I pose a question to everybody listening to this. Isn't it robotic? We can always apply for a job and be a right fit for the job because we can get trained to do a job. But where is your heart in it? Where is your mindset in this? This is what my son showed me. This was what I was missing all the time. I was able to do anything that I put my will. I applied myself to it. But what about applying my heart? Shane has introduced to me a new way to look at humanity. And though we face things that are devastating to us, devastating to the black and brown community, devastating to all communities all over the world, I still love you. And I wouldn't be 
in this position to be able to say that to you, the listeners, whoever's listening to this now, to be able to counsel, be able to have a purpose and a mission in my podcast to talk to men, to to educate men about autism and their feelings and to listen to them and to let them know that everything is okay. If I would have never understood the power that was within my son. And guess what? That power is not only in my son, it's in yours, your sons, your daughters, everyone that you know that is awesome has this power. So in this recording and asked me just to talk about this relationship and, and, and with my son and, and I hope you understand where I'm coming from. A message I want to leave not only to my son Shane, but to those awesome individuals in this world. Thank you. You are a gift sent from above that is meant to move the world. Be who you are. Be in the moment of your life of who you are. Be vigilant and sharing that love in this world and understand that your voice matters. You're not invisible. You shine brighter than any of us could ever, ever imagine. And sometimes it's hard for us to even look at you because we fear that love and compassion that exists in your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Table for Five Podcast for having me here. My name is Jamel Owens. Once again, I am the host and the creator of the podcast, The Awesome Show. That's T-H-E-A-U-S-O-M-E-S-H-O-W. Please follow me, Instagram, Facebook, but also to stay tuned for the television show is airing right now on RVN Television Network. Peace. As the father of a 14-year-old boy who is on the autism spectrum, Jamel is truly an advocate for his son Shane and other autism parents. Jamel has been through many challenges and triumphs in his life as a disabled individual himself. This has led him to give back to other men that may be experiencing the same issues within their own life, but without someone to speak to about them. We'll have links to Jamel's TV show and social media in our description. Raised in North Philadelphia, Jamel has served his and others communities as a law enforcement officer, a civil servant, and is currently a volunteer firefighter and EMT. Ryan Lafevers. My name is Ryan, and I'm the father of two loving autistic boys. Parker is six years old, and at three years old, Parker was diagnosed with nonverbal autism, ADHD, and a global developmental delay. He loves Christmas, trucks, swinging on swings, being thrown into the air, music, and watching videos on his iPad. He is a smart, kind, and loving boy that shows anyone he meets that love truly needs no words. Dustin is three years old and was diagnosed with nonverbal autism at two years old. Although Dustin has many words, he is still considered nonverbal because he doesn't really use his words to communicate but he's getting better at communicating every day. He loves to play chase, play with his dinosaurs, line up his toys or any other items, music and dancing, and watching videos on his iPad. I never realized I can love someone so much until the days you were born. You turned me into someone that I always wanted to be, someone I knew I was meant to be, a dad. You both have autism, but that doesn't define you. To me, you will always be two handsome boys that love to play at the park, especially on the swings, that love to watch the same cartoons over and over again, that love to love. You have the biggest hearts. 
Don't ever change that. For as long as I'm around, I promise you have my heart. I promise that I'll hold your hands and give you hugs and kisses as long as you will let me. I promise to throw you up in the air when you ask me to. I may not be able to throw you in the air as high as I have in the past, but I will do the best I can for as long as I can. I will hold you in my arms as long as I'm able to do so. As you get bigger, it will be harder, but I promise to try. I promise to try because I see you try. I see you try to communicate. I see you try to write. I see you try to match shapes, colors, and animals. I see you try your best. I promise if you try your best, that your best will be enough. You have taught me a lot these past few years, and I continue to learn more and more from you every day. I know I still need to work on things, and I'm trying to do better every day. I love spending time with you, and every moment is my favorite moment. I promise to love you unconditionally until I'm gone, and my hope is that you'll look out for each other after I'm gone. Please take care of each other. And just always remember that I'm very, very proud of you and love you with all that I am. Ryan has been married to his lovely wife for 14 years, and they have been together for 21. He is the father of two handsome autistic boys, Parker, who is six, and Dustin, who is three. Whether he's pushing them on a swing, playing guitar for them, or chasing them around the house, he enjoys spending much time as possible with them. He started a Facebook and Instagram page, My Heroes, Raising Boys on the Spectrum, to share the dad's view of raising autistic kids. And he's always looking for ways to give back to the autism community. You can follow their journey on Facebook and Instagram. Check for links in our description. Jamie Swenson. Hi, I'm Jamie Swenson. My relationship with my son Cooper has definitely evolved over the years. Cooper was my firstborn child. So the early years, especially the first year, for me was completely normal. Normal as it can be for a first-time father. I had simple expectations, but really had no experience. So I learned and grew just as he did in the first year, which was awesome. And then as time went on with Cooper, I started to notice along with my wife Kate that uh, he was not growing in the areas that he should be as far as speech. But hitting all his other milestones, it was pretty crazy. So, you know, we didn't really push into it too much. So I just treated Cooper like a normal little kid. Loved him, had dreams and aspirations of being his coach in baseball and football down the road. We loved to play outside, we loved to go on the swing. He just seemed to be a normal kid. As time went on, our relationship evolved into searching for answers. There wasn't a lot of communication between Cooper and I in the early years. There was a lot of car rides to therapy, car ride to school, trying to get him an early education, trying to you know, help him as much as we could. And that's what our relationship was at that time. It was more, not really a give and take, but definitely more of what can we do for this little guy, you know, to help him succeed in life and get early intervention. As time went on, we discovered that Cooper did have serious delays and we did get a diagnosis of autism, which for myself, that whole process changed me and my outlook um, just because everything that happened between Cooper and I and mom um, having to move our home and come to the cities and then basically move our whole life just to give him a better opportunity at life. And that was something I didn't have resentment towards him at all. I was just very upset 
that this had happened because I felt like we were where we wanted to be in life. So that was hard, I would think, because it's, you know, your expectations of your first child, like I said, was to running around at two, babbling, talking, going outside, playing bats and balls. You know, he just didn't really like to do any of that stuff. Now, as time went on, our relationship really did change. Cooper got better. We got him some medications that calmed his behaviors down. And now, you know, we got him a speech device where he can communicate what he wants with us, uh, what he wants for himself. So there is no, you know, lashing out behaviors. You can say, you know, I want Cheerios and a milk rather than screaming and going over and hitting a cupboard or something like that. So that aspect has really changed and it could be part of him growing up as well. Now Cooper is 11 and he's changed quite a bit. He is happy. We communicate every day. He's the first one up every morning. I'm usually the second one out of bed currently. Hasn't always been that way. And um, we come down, we chit chat, a little give and take. I get him his breakfast and we have a nice routine going. So that part's been good. And, you know, I've kind of gotten over the grieving part. You know, he's not going to be my athlete. Uh, I've got another one coming through the pipes that luckily is involved in sports and loves school and very social. And, you know, we ended up having two more kids. So let's just say Cooper has a very full house. So he is never just alone. And I don't think he really wants to be very often. He likes to play with his siblings. He likes to get them in trouble when they're being naughty and get mom and dad and he kind of just does his own thing and if he wants to be involved with mom and dad at that time he goes and he does it but i think the biggest thing is our relationship over the years has just changed so much you know from when he was young and we really didn't know what was going on and there was no communication and you know sleep deprivation it was just a struggle to where we are now where the kid listens better than anyone in our house He'll go to bed at eight thirty, nine o'clock every night. Like I said, usually he's the first one out of bed around 6, 6.30. And we get along great. So he can request what he wants. You know, he has some outlandish things he wants to do. Like uh, he wants to go on a fire truck with door and boots. He wants to buckle their seatbelt. So that's kind of one we're working on right now. He loves to go on trains. So we got some ideas for that this summer. But he can definitely communicate his needs and we can communicate like I said with this speech device so it's it's really changed everything and as he gets older it seems his behaviors have just come down so much not to say he doesn't have his bad days because he definitely does there's days that dad has to run to school and pick him up or he's just not feeling well and well now he's able to communicate for example the other day he had an ear infection so he let us know that his ear hurts we brought him in and we got his ear looked at and got him on some medication to get him fixed so yeah, so that's kind of my story with Cooper. It started out tough for both of us, and where we're at today is night and day difference. So proud of that kid. Really works hard. Thank you. Jamie is married to Kate Swinson and is the father to four children. He is a self-employed insurance agent. His hobbies are fishing, playing with the kids, and just trying to keep up. He spent 16 years living in the Duluth area and hopes to get back there someday. Isaac Ramos. When you talk to your parents or, or friends maybe who have kids that are older, uh, they always tell you to cherish the moments when they are little. You hear a lot of, time flies so fast, or make time to do things with them before they get older and, and don't want to spend any time with you. Now, I'm not sure if Jess will ever be on his own, but I've taken that to heart, and I try to keep up my favorite traditions from my childhood. 
snack and soda at the movies, going on a ride at a theme park, or playing Mario Kart on our Switch. As with everything in life, we modify things to fit him. When it comes to my kids' interests, there are some things we have no control over. Some parents believe they should let their children find their own favorites. Things like shows, games, or sports. While I do believe that kids should have their own favorite things, I also think that it's important to introduce them to the things that I love too and try to make them love them as well. Is it brainwashing? Meh. Indoctrination? Maybe a little. However, would I love the Blues Brothers if we didn't watch the movie over and over again as a kid? Would I randomly hum a Kenny G tune without it playing on a Saturday night in my youth? Would I believe that Casa Bonita is the happiest place in Denver if my family didn't lovingly go there every Mother's Day, even though we all knew full well that it was the worst Mexican food in town? Instead of brainwashing, how about we call it creating lifelong memories? See, that's better. Now, I definitely have mine that I want to share with my kids. Star Wars shows, Denver Broncos Sundays, and movies in a movie theater. What's even better is when you can create those memories together. This year, my wife has bought me tickets to the Colorado Rapids, our local soccer team, and my love for soccer definitely has grown. Uh, I did not play as a child, nor did we follow the game or a team, so this is a new love I've found you know, later in life and one that I get to introduce and share with my kids at the same time my passion has grown in my own life. The kids have gone to multiple matches with me this year. Jess has gone to two. The first one was fun. It was a classic kid at a sporting event experience. We get snacks. We sit down for a while. Bathroom breaks. Walk around when they get bored. Like I said, it's more of an experience than watching the match, but Jess did do the chance. He cheered when everyone cheered and paid attention to the match maybe about 25% of the time, which isn't bad. The second time we went, however, he kind of had the routine down. He was cheering at the right time, and, and for the right team this time. Uh, he let me know what snacks he wanted, and didn't ask to walk around until he needed to go to the bathroom. We also got to experience magic. At least it was to me. We were sitting down for the second half, and we were loaded up on drinks and snacks. So I knew I had a chance to watch the match for 5 to 10 minutes uninterrupted. He would be in his happy place and I would be in mine. As we were sitting there, the opposing team, Charlotte, went on the break and were about to score when out of nowhere, a save by the Rapids defender, Lala Abubakar, to help save his goalie. It was a really great play, but what truly made it magic was that Jess was engaged and we had a shared moment. A shared moment? Well, that's when we both experienced and acknowledged that it was a great play or a great moment. See, the moment that the save happened, he turned to me, looked me in the eye, and exclaimed, Whoa! He wasn't reacting to the crowd or feeding off the energy like he had in other moments. We had experienced it together, he and I. Did you see that? I asked him. Yeah, wow, Dad. A shared fleeting moment of amazement and appreciation. The rest of the game was uneventful. In fact, it was a very disappointing tie at home. But leaving the stadium, I was so happy you would have thought we won. I'm never quite sure what Jesse takes in and remembers. But the next week, we took his sister to soccer practice. We were helping her warm up by the goal. Jess and his little sister started playing, and she went to kick it in the goal. Suddenly, Jess ran, jumped, 
and made the save in almost the same fashion as we had seen at the game the week before. I started laughing and cheering for him. He smiled and went back to playing with his sister. Sometimes you know when you have a moment. Others, you may never know. But this is one that I think will stick for a while. I'm so grateful for all the things I get to do with my son, but building memories and interests together are definitely my favorite. Isaac J. Ramos is the loving father of Amelie and Jesse and husband to his wife, Jamie. When not watching his kids so his wife can record another episode of Table for Five, he continues searching for the real-life Cupacabra. In all honesty, Isaac is a pretty average guy and enjoys time with the family. His hobbies include disc golf, watching sports, and cooking. We want to thank you so much for listening. We invite you to listen to our No Reservations coming next Monday. I hope everybody has a great week. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us at the table for the fourth episode of our 11th series, Life Hacks. If you are enjoying the podcast, we would appreciate if you could subscribe and rate and review us. Also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at tableforfivepodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. Join us next week for our No Reservations episode. We'll see you there. Bye.